Welcome to the Wobbly Arrow Podcast, featuring your favorite host. Beautiful and lovely, talented. Justin Horn. World famous. World famous? And Jimmy Reese. That's it, honey. I think I got a tick in my butt track. <laughs> and, uh, I'm like a 16-year-old girl who just turned 16. Get at me like I'm some crack. Oh, I looked at him like a, he was a 16-year-old girl that just, just turned 16. Just spread his butt cheeks for some reason. Yeah, I like to do that when I'm nervous. This is a great episode, Justin. Is it, Jimmy? It is wonderful. I really love this woman. I think I was there. You were there for this. I was there for this one. Um, our next guest, what are three words you would use to describe our next guest? If you and I'm I'm putting you on the spot. <coughs> um she is very trusting for one. <laughs> Cause she didn't know who the heck we were and just went ahead and did a podcast. Came on Tr- the show. She's a very, very outgoing, nice person. Yes. And uh she seems to really love what she does. She's very passionate. Very so passionate, yeah. The three words I thought of are charming. Charming. Lovely. She's a very lovely person. And powerful. Yeah. She's very powerful. Um, tenacious tenacity. So she took this idea of wanting to introduce the shooting sports to women because it can be intimidating for women. Oh yeah. I mean, let's be honest. It's a man's world when it comes to shooting bows and guns for the most part. Yeah. She identified that Colorado state archery champion former and said, I want other women to experience this empowerment. Exactly. Oh, and guys, I wish you guys could have seen that, that trailer. It was, oh, it was fantastic. It was amazing. Yeah, it's a we full should take more pictures of it. Yeah, semi trailer. We yeah. posed with Karen. It's a this this episode is Karen Butler from Shoot Like a Girl, and uh, Karen has done a wonderful job. This semi trailer is equipped so the women can shoot bows in one end, guns in the other. And what was that? Was that were they blanks or, or was air? You know what? I don't remember. I think it, I, did I think we it was her? air. Yeah, yeah. I hope we asked I, her. I think we, we might have. I don't. Yeah. I can't remember. But yeah, it was. Oh, man, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it really is awesome. Very, very impressive. Yeah, very impressed. She had a full staff working. It's not like I mean, it's as professional as can be. Yeah. And, and for her to 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 fill that need in the industry the, with the way she has industries because she does firearms and bows to start from what she said, pulling a little crappy trailer. Yeah, around. She had a fifth wheel and a little trailer. I think her, her husband's big truck or something like that yeah. and a little trailer. And she started in that kind of like uh like uh, Young Guns, yeah. I, I would say it's pretty close to yeah, that. Yeah, probably. So. And uh, she's grown it. Um, I can't say by herself, but I'll bet it. she's doing 90% of the work probably to get it off the ground. 10 days or something like that. She said she was home last year. Yeah, she was home yeah, 10 days. That's on the podcast. But, you know, me and him, this is, we're a, a movie, movie magic man. This is what we're doing here. Uh, we're, it's a few days, a week after the ATA, and we're uh, doing some intros. We are recording intros. That's true. So, without further ado, here is the lovely, talented, and powerful Karen Butler. Thank you, Karen, for being on the show. Thank you very much. Justin, I'm so excited. We're sitting here with the beautiful, lovely, and talented Karen Butler from Shoot Like a Girl. Hi, Karen. 
Hi. How are you? That's a great introduction. I like that. It's 100% true. You're so lovely. Oh, thank you very much. I think what I'm going to do is record that and play it back every morning. Every morning. Just for a pick-me-up. When you look in the mirror, I am beautiful. All right. People (laughs) like me, like the old Saturday Night Live skit. Exactly. So, Karen, tell us about yourself. You've started Shoot Like a Girl. I did. I started Shoot Like a Girl. You know, we're we're here today celebrating our 10th year in, in business, and it's really quite an accomplishment. Um, I started Shoot Like a Girl in uh, really, I had the idea a long time ago, and my husband, God bless him, he encouraged me to start this business and start me down this journey. And in uh, 2008, we incorporated the business, and in 2009, we launched it. And Shoot Like a Girl is a company that we have this giant semi-tractor trailer now. Yeah, we've in, seen that. Yeah, and inside... <laughs> Ladies can shoot a pistol, a rifle, and a bow under the care of an NRA-certified instructor or with an archery coach. And what we see is these women that come in and they might be apprehensive about shooting or they don't know that they shoot or they don't know anything about it. And they experience it for the first time and they leave loving it. And there's a confidence that comes from pulling the trigger or releasing an arrow that they just take with them as they walk out. And so uh, it's been our pleasure to to celebrate here this week. Yeah, you had a celebration earlier. We heard the music playing. It sure did. 10-year anniversary. Yeah. How many women do you think have went through your your program? I will tell you, it's 19,681. That's awesome. Holy smokes. It's a lot of ladies. No kidding. And now some men, in all honesty. So one of the things that we've seen as a trend is that as we travel around and we go, we're mobile. And so we go to a location near you and we've noticed that there's a lot of men that haven't shot before and are wanting to experience it. And so they come in and say, Hey, we've, I've never shot. And we're like, well, come on, let's, let's do it. And so we're able to show some men cause you know, it's, it's sad in our country, but we've kind of skipped a generation of hunters and shooters and so oh, big time. Yeah. Right. So there's, there's a need to share the, share the passion that we all have and, and they're just as happy to, to learn from us as anybody. And so it's, it's been really fun. So what, what does the growth look like? Um, so now you're in a big semi-trailer that's beautiful. You've got sponsor decals all over the sides of it. How, what what was it like when you first started? When I first started, so it's hilarious. So I started literally in my husband's pickup truck. I borrowed it. I packed it full inside with some bows, a little like spider target, and uh buckets and buckets of t-shirts and I would go to ASA tournaments, uh, Archery Shooters Association tournaments and I would literally hawk my t-shirts and introduce as many women as I could to shooting uh, to shooting a bow So, and so wait, you went to a to ASA? Yeah. So you had, they were there with their husbands and they'd probably never shot a bow before? Correct. You're kidding me. No, wow. I, I'm not kidding. And so it was small numbers that back then, you know, it wasn't the large numbers that we have today. Like last year we had 3,000 women go through our program, but then it was smaller numbers, but then we'd also go to like field and stream deer and turkey expos or things like that. And um, really it was, it was pathetic because I had this cardboard table and a vinyl sign that my dad had printed for me and it was oh, like awesome. it was like so mom and pop oh no she lost them oh hang on you're okay <laughs> you're all right you're all right, right. You're right. Uh, we were right in the middle of it too. No, 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 no. Uh, no I'm just kidding. It's, I'm, right. I'm just joking. Vinyl sign. Vinyl sorry. sign. Uh, no, don't be sorry. You know, my dad did call me klutz for many years. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason. <laughs> so 
I'm like that miscongeniality lady that trips and falls on her face. Right? <laughs> so anyhow, my um, it was really it was really very mom and pop. And I always had the vision of adding firearms And our first four years focused only on archery. And I wanted to prove that the concept would work, because when I first went to approach manufacturers and said, hey, I have this great idea. Give me some money and I'll go promote your product and I'll get more women to shoot. And they're like, yeah, no. <laughs> right, right. And yeah. I said and they said, you know what, I'll give you a bow or I'll give you arrows or I'll give you a target. And so they donated the equipment we needed. And I was able to prove to them that we could actually increase their sales significantly. And, and we've done that literally when we we measure everything. So I'm a data geek and statistically, since I've started, 36 percent of the women that go through our program will commit to buying a bow. And it's like 90 or 72 percent will commit to buying a gun. And so we're able to actually move that indicator. And when you apply that number to 19,000 women that we've touched, it really is um, significant in the sales and the growth of women in shooting sports. And we're, we're proud. Um, but I certainly didn't get here by myself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Um, we've always had a great team of women around us. We have the best instructor staff in the world. And I really credit our success to their ability to interact with these ladies, our partners and our sponsors that have helped us. But it's more than that. It's the whole community. It's people like you that do podcasts that say, hey, that's a really cool thing. Let us let us tell your story because that helps and it, it helps significantly. And, and it boosts boost us up and and shows really more people what we're doing and helps help spread the word absolutely i, I could, love what you've been doing yeah i can't imagine how you feel Nineteen thousand. we got one person from uh well up around chicago and he was like because we we preach you know go into a bow shop don't just buy online you know actually ask somebody go in don't feel intimidated just go in there and say, Hey, I've never shot a bow before. Let's do this. And the one person that we actually got into hunting on our whole podcast, we were like, yes, we were excited, but not sure. That's what's going on. I'm just setting levels. Was that, was that too high? No, 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 no. Talking too loud. You're good. Why are you making fun of me for? I'm not making fun of you at all. We're very low key. I'm I'm loving this. This is kind of, I needed this break. So this is good. good. Oh, we can make you laugh. (laughs) But I, I, I know. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree. We had a guy reach out to us. He's like, Hey, I've been listening to your podcast. You guys are funny. You're knowledgeable. What do I need to do? And we're able to offer advice. Yeah. And for us, there was actually two guys, one up North and one down South. One down south. Um, when that happened, it was the gratification that we both felt that we're touching people's lives that we've never met. And people like, um, the, the place we're at now, young guns, We'd never met them before. They had listened to our podcast, reached out to us through Facebook, said, hey, you're going to be at ATA, you know, come do your podcast from our booth. So here we are. We've, we've got friends now. Yeah. And, and it's just for us to touch people's lives that we don't know in a positive way. It's worth it. Yeah. All we did one day is we made fun of somebody and we said, hey, we're going to do a podcast. And now we get to sit and talk to you <laughs> for, for, you know, pretty much no reason besides yeah. the fact that we want to buy a microphone and put it in somebody's face. But well, no, what you guys do is really important. And congratulations on your success, because it's it's it all it all matters. And for me, like I said, it's really never about one person. It's always about more. Um, but I will truly say that I give most thanks to God because he's given me the opportunities. And I feel like, um, honestly, this is my 
this is what I'm supposed to be doing with my life at this moment. And I'm blessed with a husband that says, it's okay if you go travel all over the place. And I got this. And, I was going to you know. ask you about that. Yeah. So your, your marriage to your husband, how understanding and awesome is he? He is the best. I will tell you, I, I married my, I married my best friend and it's, I think it's a secret to a happy, happy marriage is to, you know, I treat him like my boyfriend every single day. Oh, do you really? That I do. is awesome. I mean, I, funny. I, I just adore him and, um, he reciprocates and he's so supportive. I wouldn't have done shoot like a girl if he hadn't really pushed me to pursue my dreams. Um, because for, many people. And I was one of these people, you know, I had this goal, but I also had a great career. I worked for the army as a civilian, um, civil servant. Um, and I had a really good career. I had no reason to go do something else. I just had this desire that I wanted to do. And he's like, you know, if you don't follow your dreams and your goals, then you may regret it someday. And, and he really literally nagged me until I did it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a funny story. He really did get me to go talk to a business coach because I didn't know anything about starting a business. Honestly, I, that wasn't my cup of tea. And he just said there's, there was a organization that helped small businesses start. And he got a briefing because he's a Marine and he got that briefing in one of his Marine briefings. He's like, you got to go, you got to go, you got to go. And I mean, to tell you, like he every single day, (laughs) have you called that lady yet? Have you called that lady yet? And so now today, you know, um, we have this business that is just incredible. And and he, you know, he's he's completely hands off. He's not really part of the business in the business aspect of it. But for me personally, he's a huge part of it because he's my sole supporter. He's my biggest champion. He's also my critic when I need, you know, like, why are you doing that? Did you think about X, Y, Z? And, um, you know, it's it's really been it's really been great for our marriage. And and uh, he's a good guy. And he's I will tell you, you guys soon you'll be wanting to talk to him because he started forging knives a couple years ago. Really? And he, oh, my gosh. He makes the most beautiful knives. And that's that's he's not here today because he's out there um, with at a knife show, oh, you know, really? selling his knives and showing them. And he was he was one of their they asked him to do a to build a knife for a fundraiser. And so he had to go to that. So he's oh, that he's is really awesome. yeah. that's really awesome. He's a yeah. cool dude. So is is. Uh, is his knife works or shop or whatever? Is it online? Can people not, see not it? Not yet. So he's okay. he's getting there. So okay. we'll, we'll I'll send you an email when he gets it up because it's, that would be his, awesome. His stuff is really gorgeous. That's cool. So knife knife making is apparently his passion. It is. It is. Yeah, and he's going to turn it into his business, but his will be a nonprofit. So it's kind of nonprofit cool. nonprofit yeah. knife business. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. I'll I'll explain it later offline. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, sorry, oh, listeners. No, right. Sorry, listeners. I'm uh, not sharing his secrets. <laughs> right, yeah. No. Yeah. I'll tell you mine, but not his. All right. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, did you have any challenges along the way that you thought, "Oh my gosh, how am I going to get past this"? I, I, Every day, sometimes in, in small business, there's so many challenges and you find unexpected expenses. And the way I deal with those challenges is I look at every challenge as an opportunity for a new solution. And we really, obviously, we think outside the box having a semi truck with, yeah, you ain't with kidding. a mobile rig. I wish you got, I wish we, we probably need to take a picture of it yeah. and, and put it with, you know, when we post this podcast. But it, it it's, uh, it's amazing. It, it's, 
I, when we walked over there, I was like, how did we not know about this whatsoever? Because we yeah. didn't. When we were told about you, we walked over and we, you know, one, we stood around. Yeah, one end of the trailer, they shoot archery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other end of the trailer, they shoot firearms. Outside the trailer, they have screens set up where you can see what's going on inside the trailer at different angles. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Yep. That's so those helpful loved ones can wait outside and our instructors can work with the ladies by themselves. Oh, yep. okay. it's really nice because some women like their spouses there with them or their significant others and some women don't. And so it gives them an opportunity to still be part of the part of the experience by watching it from outside. And then that gun counter that we have is really fun because women can go through and really get to feel of multiple types of firearms. And so they'll know whether they like it or dislike it. And and from rifle to shotguns to to semi-automatic pistols to revolvers they they got it all right there yeah so do you shoot quite a bit i shoot as much as i can i really i travel too much to shoot a butt but i love to shoot are you a better shot than your husband uh no go ahead i mean i mean i mean do boast please so i will tell you i i think that we are both good <laughs> oh, no. she's being humble yeah think. you're being humble he probably won't listen to it so in archery i can probably whoop up on him but oh, okay. but shooting a firearm he's gonna beat me every day is he yeah he taught me to shoot a firearm and so you know i've i taught him to shoot a bow so it's it's kind of that way that's awesome that's it's really funny cool. when we met i was really big into archery and he was really big into firearms and he he, he i said come on let's i want to go bow hunting and he's like I'm, I'm an indian yeah i'm not an indian you know i'm a cowboy yeah. not an indian yeah. and i'm like well i'm going so he decided if he wanted to go he is going to go get a bow and so That's he started cool. now so where did your love for bow hunting come from from your dad no. Uh, okay. So that's, that's now my personal story. So, um, I didn't start shooting until very light, late in life. I was in the middle of a divorce. My Todd is my, um, second marriage and my last marriage. It's wonderful marriage, but I w- had a divorce from my first husband and the judge said I had two young boys and the judge said the children are going to go one week with your dad and one week with the mom and the two shall not commingle. And now, even though I worked for the army and I was very professional, I defined my life as being a mom. That was me. I was mom period. And so that got taken away two weeks out of the month. My friend saw and they said, you know, we're not going to let you sit around and mope this weekend because I was really headed down this path of kind of being a miserable woman. And they're like, come on, we're going to take you camping. And I'm like, I don't camp. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen have you seen me like, no, I'll go to the hotel. You guys go sleep in the woods and and we'll meet in the morning for breakfast. And they're like, no, we're taking you camping. Well, I will tell you, I will. I went camping at their insistence. I woke up on the backside of Pikes Peak Mountain and I stepped out of that tent and I looked at the majesty and really God's glory right there in front of you and I took a deep breath in and for the first time in a very long time I felt like everything was going to be okay. Wow. And then they had guns and bows and I shot both and I was good at it. I mean when I shot a rifle for the first time I was shooting a Gatorade bottle out in the woods. You know we're just having fun and that Gatorade bottle flipped the orange cap off and the guy's like, uh, drill that drill that orange cap. And I'm like, what? Okay, I will. And I started shooting that orange cap, and, to, and I just was, like, so good at it. I loved it. And so when I got back from that trip, 
I went and I, I bought myself a bow and I really didn't have any extra money. So I used a credit card. I bought a bow. And every night when my kids went to their dad's house, I went to the archery range and I, I just found this love and I shot so much archery. I became Colorado state champ before I moved out of Colorado. I mean, that's just, that's how it started. Wow. And that's the passion. And, and I really, I saw that I saw the difference. So it made a difference in my life. Really. I was at a crossroads. I had a choice to make as a, as a young woman. Am I going to be miserable and bitter or am I going to occupy my time with something that's fulfilling and rewarding? And I, you know, I was always a confident kind of cocky person. I didn't even know I'd lost my confidence. I didn't even know it. But I found it through shooting. And I just thought that every woman should experience that same confidence that comes when you focus on a target, you aim at a target, and you hit it. It is nothing like it in this world in terms of how it makes you feel about yourself. And I think that's really the joy of shooting for me is, is getting more women to feel that confidence. And you see it when they when they shoot for the first time and they walk out and they their shoulders are up. They're so proud of themselves. So and you're empowering great. the women. Yeah. That's my goal. Yes. Yeah. And you can't think about when you're shooting a bow, you can't just think about everything. It, there can't be a million things going through your brain. No. You're focusing on that target. And if you're not, you're not going to hit it. That's right. That's, That's right. That period. Exactly. So, yeah. I, exactly. Yeah. And oh, by the way, anybody can shoot. And so it doesn't matter yeah. what your physical fitness level is. It doesn't matter what your ethnicity is. It doesn't matter what your political belief is. It doesn't matter about anything. Anybody whether they have all their fingers or all their toes, it doesn't matter. They can go in and there's a way that we can make shooting sports adaptive and people successful and feel that same confidence. My six-year-old prissy cheerleading, tumbling daughter shoots a longbow and she's actually pretty good at it. I love it. So I, I yeah, when you say anybody can do it, literally yeah. anybody can do That's it. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and she'll be a handful when she, she starts will. dating. I know. Uh, I She's going to be out it. shooting the boyfriends. Yeah. Uh -oh. Yeah. That's all right. So so one thing about that, though, is what shooting sports will teach her at a young age. And I, and I, I kind of wish I had been introduced earlier, but it will teach her a discipline um, that will carry through into everything else she does in her life. Because if you want to be really good at shooting sports... You just have to practice. People used to ask me, how'd you become the Colorado State Champion? Well, I practiced. Hello. Of course, that was back in the day. And I don't believe I'm talking about this story because I swore I'd never be one of those story people <laughs> right. are like, back, back in, in 1928, I won the Colorado <laughs> State Championship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, because we all know those people. When I was right. in high school, I was the best football player that ever lived as he's bald and old and doesn't have a job. <laughs> and he's sitting in a bar by himself. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. So Colorado State Champion. Ah. What happened to the archery? I mean, you still shoot, but I still you, shoot. you shot at that level. Did life get busy and you kind of... So what happened is I started to shoot like a girl in all honesty. So okay. I yeah. moved from Colorado. The Army moved my family um, from Colorado to... Um, Alabama. And when we moved to Alabama, I found some great ranges. I mean, that was one of my first things to do is where am I going to shoot? And um, it was about an hour commute to the nearest range. And okay. so um, my wonderful husband built me a nice archery target in my yard, which I have. And I shoot um, for, for fun and for practice and, and really before hunting season, in all honesty. Um, but um, 
I just don't have time. I mean, I'm on the road all of the time. I still got it. I can still go in and, and shoot and shoot well. Not not as well as I did then, obviously, because it takes practice. Right. Um, but but it's still something I enjoy. And then firearms came in and I really like to shoot firearms, too. So I now have like three passions to kind of split. Um, but I'm on the road a lot. Last year, I was only home more than 10 days twice. Holy cow. So it was a tough year. And so this year, I I think we have our schedule a little better. And in uh, March or May, we'll be hiring somebody else that we hope I hope can I can get on the road and take some of that load. Oh, good. From, yeah. the, from the team. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Good. And you hunt for whitetail? So I have hunted for whitetail, yes. And I hunt for mule deer and elk. And my passion is turkey hunting, though. Oh, and thank so, God. I'm a big turkey hunter. I, I love, love turkey hunting. So last year I tried. So I had a goal. I did three birds, three weeks, three species. But I was trying to go for my slam. Yeah. And so I started in Florida and I did really great in Florida. I got nice Osceola. Went to um, Tennessee. We have property in Tennessee. And with my husband on our on our property, our first year owning this property, I shot my Eastern. And then we went, and that's a real funny story, but I won't tell you. <laughs> and, <laughs> okay. and then, and then um, so the trailer was going, and we were up in um, near La Vista, and I, I found somebody that could put me on some land. And, you know, there was, he's like, I can't go with you. I'm like, I don't need you to go with me. I'm fine. Just where is it? I'll go. And so he took me out the first day, showed me the property lines. Next morning I went up, and I kind of thought, Cause it was cold in La Vista, Nebraska. And I'm like, what am I doing? I'm turkey on. <laughs> You're turkey on. And so I get out there and I get set up. I'm freezing to death. And it was, it was a lot of fun, but I, I finally shoot a bird and, and, uh, it ended up, I walk up to him and I was just devastated because I could see its fan through the, through the woods and it was starting to walk away. And I, I called it back and it turned and called back and I just shot it. Now I could never see a beard. I could only see the fan. I, I, and his head, I did never see the beard. Well, it was a full fan Jake, which, oh, no. which still tastes good, I will say. Yeah. But unfortunately, and it was supposed to be a Miriam and it was a big old hybrid. And so I was just like, oh, so so that ended my slam. So I'm going to try to do it this year, I think. Good for you. I want to do yeah. four birds, four species, four weeks. So that's crazy. Yeah. That is. Uh, I love it. I'm addicted to it. Are you like, really? What, yeah. what kind of calls are you using? So Primo's calls. Primo's uh, mm-hmm. mouth calls or? Yep. So I have a mouth call, but I like a box call and I like a slate call. And so those are my two go-tos. Okay. Um, but I will tell you, I'll probably work more on my mouth call. I'm not as good at it as I think I should be. Yep. Um, but I learned last year kind of goes to the story and turkeys will really come to wretched sounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so funny like that you can, you can mess up and be, be like, Oh my gosh! In your mind, you're thinking, "What did what sound just came out?" And then the next thing you know, oh, it's like, "What?" Every turkey's yeah. different, you That's know what I mean? Not supposed to happen, right? Yeah, <laughs> it was it was awesome experience. Have you tur- have you turkey reaped yet? Behind the decoy where you're holding? Oh no, you're holding I, the decoy? I have not. I you haven't done not. that. Mm-hmm. I did that this year was twice. It fun? I, I did it with me, and yeah. then I did it with my son Bronson. He's he's 13. And, uh, and I, I've told this on the podcast, but you haven't heard it. So, uh, but we actually, it was my first year doing it. And I had a guy teach me last year, top shelf, Larry, <laughs> shout out to him. Yep. And, uh, 
but we actually had six three-year-old birds run at my son while we're out in the middle of a uh, plowed bean field and they all stopped one gobbled the other five shot gobbled and he shot a turkey wow yeah i mean it goes a little further than that because he missed the first time but but it was probably the most because i was always a bow hunter like Mm -hmm. i always bow hunted but i actually shot a turkey and i shot it bad i hit it in the breast Mm -hmm. it didn't die it lived you know through everything and i was like i'm taking a gun out and i'm gonna go turkey reaping and uh, it's probably the funnest thing i've ever done in my life yeah (laughs) wow (laughs) sounds fun it is really fun how far did he come 300 yards yeah they were about 300 yards out i actually had to take the call i broke my call in my mouth uh and i actually had to yell the best i could as a hen just to get them to pop their heads up turn around and come back to us and they ran 300 yards across the field oh wow yeah that's cool yeah Yeah. it it was it was really awesome but if you get the chance to do it oh by all means please do it it's it's he said it's a big adrenaline rush because they come in so close yeah they get like five yards out and they'll stop and gobble and they're ready to Attack Whoop you. you. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah and it's, I don't know. I want to go get it. <laughs> well, you got a gun in your hand. You just, I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> we, I took a I took a new hunter, a, a lady that's never hunted that works for me. I took her turkey hunting last year with me. And uh, we didn't always saw was a hen all day. But this hen came into my call and I just sat there and purred back and forth. And she'd start to walk off and I'd be like, watch this. I'd just purr a little bit. She'd come right back in. And it was so cool. She stayed out there. And so the this, this new hunter her eyes were like the biggest saucers and was so excited that that hen came in and i'm like he needs she needs to find a boyfriend like, right, yeah. Come on. Right, yeah i'm like come on lady get in there for a while you had a live decoy out there yeah, yeah. i know right it was awesome it was it was a lot of fun yeah that is cool that yeah. is really cool then this year i got my first elk which was great finally six <gasps> six years really? of trying to shoot an elk and i got an elk and i'd archery hunted elk um, for four of those six years. And this year I took a rifle in and was finally successful. And it was really Sometimes so, you just got to do what you got to do. Oh, what, my gosh. What state were you in? Montana. Montana. Montana, awesome. yeah. It was, it was a heck of a hunt. It was a lot of fun. Montana hunting, where I go, it's it's basically nine miles up and nine miles down a day. You're, you're, you're hiking. Yeah. Oh, wow. And it's fun. It's so much fun. And, and uh, the... The elk, you know, oh gosh. And now, now I will tell you, I have never, so of all of the meat that I've harvested, when we sit down, because it was a six year journey, when I sit down to an elk steak or an elk chop, I am like, yeah, I did yes. it. Like, it's and, so we, and we've talked about that. There's something, if you eat somebody else's deer or elk or whatever, you know, that's fine. But when you kill one yourself and you chop it up, you make a steak out of it, you sit down and eat, they're just, there's just a different taste. Right. There's just a totally right. different taste to it because you got so much work in yep. that. It's emotional. I tell women all the time. So we have we have a lot of women. We need to encourage more women to go out and hunt. And what's interesting is we find more men are, are wanting their wives to go out with them. Um, it's there when shoot like a girl first started. This is kind of interesting history thing. Men sometimes men would come in and say, "Why would I want my wife to hunt with me? That's what I do with my buddies. That's my guy time." That never happens anymore. Now it's always, please get her to shoot. I want her to come with me. I want her to be there with me. It's now a family outing. It's a family event. Um, And we encourage women all the time, but we talk to them about that it is meat. And when you have that feeling of sitting down to meet you provided, just like you said, it is is 
the true sense of being a mom and being a wife. You have provided the food for your family to eat. And it it is such a rewarding feeling. And, and we've been real fortunate to get encourage more women to go out and hunt. That's awesome. That's really Create awesome. Create that connection. Connection with the food, connection with the family. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing when I wanted my wife, <clears throat> excuse me, to get to get into hunting was because I wanted her to experience what I experience. It's not just I'm going out and I'm going to kill an animal. Yeah. The whole experience of watching that sun come up and the sky turn orange, right. you know, and the fog to lift when the woods are foggy and it's so foggy you can't see yet, but you can hear the deer walking around. Mm-hmm. Just it, such an experience. Or, Gets me excited. Or the squirrels dropping acorns that sound like deer walking around. That's exactly. True. Yeah. <laughs> how many? I don't know how many times I'll sit there and look over a coal mine dumper and I'm going, it's coming, it's coming around. Get your, get your bow ready. Get ready to draw back and squirrel. Oh, yeah. And I've been burned before where I've turned around 87 times uh, that morning and you hear it again and you're like, I'm not turning around this time. And deer right. end up walking under yeah. you. You're like, oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. so, so, okay, can I tell you one more? Oh, yeah, yeah, go for please. it. Yeah, we got all the time so, in the world. So this is really bad. So Tennessee opened this year, first ever velvet buck season. It's 96 degrees out there. Oh, wow. But I am I had planned my whole entire trip planning schedule that I would be home for the first ever Tennessee Velvet Buck season. So I don't care if it's 96 degrees, I'm hunting. Yep. And so, like, I had all these things ready. So if I harvested one, I could save the meat. You know, like, I had those, like, cooler cubes ready to go and, like, get it cooled down quick. Yep. I was just ready. Well, so I sit down and I build a little natural blind and I scooch up next to it, next to a tree, because I'm really not sure where these deer are, if there's even any deer in here, but I'm going to try to hunt them. So I go in there and we had some nice pictures on our trail cams in this one place. That's why I went there. And so I, I go sit up against this tree and all of a sudden I hear something thrashing in the woods, just like it sounds like it is a monster. It sounds like it's an elk rubbing a tree. Like it that's what it sounds like to me. I'm all excited and I hear it. I'm like, oh boy, like I get ready to sh- I'm, get, I'm ready to draw back. And it I hear it behind me. And I'm thinking, I don't really know what to do in this situation because it's 96 degrees. The wind is currently in my favor. If I move, gonna see me hear me if i if i look like what what am i going to do if i look it's that so, so i'm just going to sit here and pray that he comes into this little field that i'm sitting on and gets a little little nibble of grass well no he doesn't do anything I, he goes away but i keep hearing sounds and so i'm thinking did he just lay back down maybe he went and bedded back down yeah so i'm all excited i'm sitting there quiet i've got sweat running all like ugh, it was Everywhere. disgusting yeah thank you <laughs> it was it was not a good day like i didn't even know how i was gonna hold my bow because my hands were so sweaty and i'm just like okay come on buddy come on and i keep hearing this and i'm like i swear that that deer is bedded lot 10 feet from me and so I finally like, can't stand it anymore. And I go and I creep around the tree and I'm moving as slow as I can, like, so that if it is him, I'm not going to spook him. I'll be able to get back in and make a plan in my head. And I get around and I finally turn around and I am, we're like three feet apart right now. I am three feet face to face with a skunk. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, it was so bad. And the skunk looked at me like, 
what are you? And I looked at the skunk like, well, I said some words, I will say. <laughs> and I turned back around like, he didn't see me. He didn't see me. All right. And he he ran away. And luckily, I didn't get sprayed. But oh, my gosh, it was it was like game over. I'm done. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. was, I'm going to get, All get that a cold beverage. <laughs> that, that's almost the worst feeling when you're hunting. That's probably the worst thing about hunting. If you have so much adrenaline for something that's not a deer <laughs> that comes in. And and then that adrenaline is just dumped because on a squirrel, you know what I mean. You're like, and, and then you're just kind of like, ah, I think I'm done for the day. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Yeah, it happens to the best of yes, us. Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, I appreciate what you're doing with your program for the women. I think it's wonderful. Thank you so much. I think it's fantastic. I love the setup. The oh yeah. setup blew me away. Thanks. And uh, we're so thankful that you stopped by to speak with us today. I appreciate it. And if I can just say, if people want to know where we're going, they can go to shootlikeagirl.com mm-hmm. and look at our events schedule and they'll see our schedule there. And hopefully we're in a city near them and they can come out and experience uh, Shoot Like a Girl. Do you have Instagram, Facebook and all we that do. stuff? We do. Yeah. We are Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're on all those social platforms. We just awesome. don't Snapchat. I don't Snapchat. No. You know, Snapchat. I don't understand I don't Snapchat. We don't get it. We're too yeah. old, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm too just, old. Uh, I know I am. Hey, let me take a picture of something I'm never going to see again. Let's yeah. do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just don't, we don't understand. No, Our kids do it. it and we're like, what are you right. doing? What's the point? So, yes, thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you guys and have a great day. Enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you. you. Too. Thank yeah. you.